Hey everyone, this is Tiffany from TiffanyLambert.com. Welcome back to day five of our Kindle publishing series. It's a free series. Um, When the prospective buyer is intrigued with your cover, which is what we talked about last time, they're going to click through to see what your book is about. So that's what your blurb is. In a physical store, you would pick the book up, flip it over, and read the blurb on the back of the book. Um... For fiction, we're going to go over fiction and nonfiction. For fiction, you want to be careful here that you walk this fine line between giving away the entire plot of your book versus being so vague that the reader has no clue if it's about anything that they'd be interested in. Um, You want to kind of whet their appetite without spoiling it. (laughs) You don't want any spoilers going. So I've read blurbs that tell the whole plot, which make me uninterested in purchasing it. And I've also read those that were so vague and confusing that I had no clue if it was my kind of read, which is what I'm looking for. Most readers like the aspect of not knowing everything, but at the same time, they don't want to waste time on a book that's not their style. Um, You want to give hints and teases about the background story without full disclosure of everything. You can pose a lot of questions that they'll want answered in the book. Um, You can decide also, it depends on the genre, but you can decide whether or not you want to do what's kind of commonly called a trigger warning or not even necessarily a trigger warning, but a warning that it veers from the norm in that genre. Um, I've done that. I don't do trigger warnings, but I do some, I, I have warned someone that it veered off what the norm is for that genre. But the reason I do that is because you don't want them to come back and leave bad reviews saying, you know, what kind of romance has this, this, and this in it? Well, here's why, you know. Um, so let me read you an example. This is just from my book, and I'll, I'll show you an example some st- of some stuff. This is from The Mail Order Midwife's Secret. Um, remember, this is historical Western Christian romance. Um, clean, by the way. Okay, so it says, Trapped in a world full of pain and hopelessness, a scary encounter leads midwife Millie Wallace to make a snap decision about escaping to a better life. Okay, so for right there, just know that I'm talking about pain, hopelessness, scary encounter. You know something's going to go on, but you don't know what right? With nothing but the clothes on her back, she travels from Kansas to Fort Worth, Texas as a mail-order bride with no intention of being a bride at all. So I try to kind of put a twist in there um, to let them know, you you know, this is not your normal thing. It's not like, oh, she wants to go be a mail-order bride and happily ever after all at once. Um, Sheriff John Lockhart has been chosen by Pastor Little John and his matchmaking wife to be the next man in the congregation to court a woman who answered their hearts and hands ad. He too has a tragic past, but unlike Millie, everything he's been through is common knowledge. Okay, so now we know there's another character that has a tragedy in their past, but we don't know what it is. Um, and the last paragraph says, can the sheriff break through Millie's wall of distrust? Will sh- will the secret she ran from haunt her forever? Okay, so a couple of questions in there. Find out in the second standalone story of the Wanted Wives in the West series, which follows Hannah Save Samuel in the series. So then I give my warning. This story is a Christian Western historical romance, but it does include some rough moments, which were common during the 1880s. Okay, so I'm letting the people know this is not all rainbows and unicorns and sunshine and happy-go-lucky little eyelash twitters and all that. Um, this is gonna, there's some dark moments in this, but I personally like that. So I wrote what I liked and this has, um, see 4.5 stars, 25 ratings.
4.5. So it's not bad. Um, so people liked it, but, but there are those who, who will complain anyway. You know, if you have something dark, there are always going to be some people who complain. So you want to just let them know, um, you know, cover your butt on that. In other words, um, Yes. Yeah, so see, somebody left a three star. It says, if you're looking for a lighthearted, don't read this book. It does have a happy ending. I like books with humor. So she didn't, sometimes they don't read um, the specific blurb, but you want to have it in there for people who do want to read it to prevent those. Um, okay, so now let's talk about nonfiction. With nonfiction, you want to paint a picture of how that book is going to change their life because it's usually a pain point solution type of thing, right? Um Ask questions as to, you know, how it relates to their struggles and talk about what they've tried, how this book is different maybe. Again, you don't want to spoil it. You don't want to give a formula or talk details. Like if you're writing a diet book, you don't want to say eat this many calories and do this, this, and this, and you'll win. Not in your blurb. Um, just give them enough to let them know what it is they're going to learn. Kind of like a mini sales copy. Um, so let me let me read you... Uh, part of an example for that, and I'll ha- you can go look it up as well. It's called The Overweight Mind by Jay Nixon. So he says, what does it feel like to strike it rich in the world of health and wellness? Does it mean improved sleep? What about being able to walk longer, enjoy a day out at the lake, or just keep up with the family on a lazy weekend? So he's asking questions, and he says, what would better health mean to you right now? So then he gets into the the point about what's out there, you know, all of these He says, you probably run into things like lose 20 pounds in 20 days, guaranteed six pack in six weeks, all that kind of stuff. So he talks about sneaky slogans and how it's old and tiresome and all that. And then he goes into when you pick up the overweight mind, you'll learn how to blah, blah, blah. And then he goes over, you know, everything you're going to learn in that. Um, So he's selling you on it. And that's what you're going to do when you're when you're writing your nonfiction blurb. So the next question, when do you write your blurb? Some people do it before writing the book, like me, um, and some people do it afterwards. It can always be tweaked. That's all you need to know. Uh, Before you start writing it, I suggest you go in and look at the top 100 blurbs in your subcategory. It sounds like a lot, but you're just reading a couple of paragraphs there. Look at the length, the types of teasers people are using, if there's any themes. For instance, in many romance or women's fiction books, the main female character always has this. It always starts out, so-and-so thought she had it all, the perfect life, the perfect house, the great husband, a wonderful career, but then something happened, (laughs) and she woke up to what was really going on in the world. Um, So that's just a common theme um, for that particular genre. Um, And you can edit and improve your your blurb over time. Don't whip up something quickly, you know, kind of like the cover. It's very, very important for you to determine... um, you know, the quality of it for people to actually look at that blurb and say, okay, this is going to be a book I want to read. The first thing is going to be your cover. It's going to get the eyeballs. As soon as they click through on it, the blurb is what's going to determine whether or not they convert into a sale. So those two elements are just as important as your book. Your book can be a wonderful next great American novel. And if your cover and your blurb stink, no one's even going to know about it, okay? So take your time with that. There are people who help with blurbs in Facebook groups. You can share your blurb, and, and people will give tips on how to um, tweak it and things like that. And I think there's also, um, there are books on writing a blurb. Let me see if I can find, oops, 
There we go. Okay, yeah, there's books on, on writing a verb, a verb, blurb. Um, so you can go and find something that will help you. Uh, it looks like one that looks good on here. Mastering Amazon Descriptions, an author's guide, copywriting for authors. I don't know if that's just nonfiction or also fiction. But anyway, find something on blurbs. There's also some uh, services out there if you would like to hire someone. If you do that, you're going to have to go ahead and have your book done at that time and then give it to a writer to create your blurb for you. And then you can tweak it from there. Um, but anyway, that's all for today. And, uh, next time we're going to be talking about settings, prices, and deals. Okay. Thanks.